Hello and welcome to Fresh Face Comics, the comic book podcast where a lifelong comic book reader guides his friend through the world of comics for the first time. My name is Joey Morgan, the aforementioned lifelong reader. With me as always is Jacob Licklider, the aforementioned newbie. I don't think I've ever seen an interesting character slide so far into mediocrity so quickly. Yeah, yeah, today we're talking about Night Quest, the uh, the second and unfortunately longest chunk of the Nightfall saga. Um this this is night quest this is this is night quest this is night quest um, um so uh jacob what happened last time on the nightfall saga well okay so so just a reminder to our listeners we have already released an episode on batman nightfall which is great event nine out of ten really interesting stuff bruce wayne need, needed a nap and he kept being worn down uh by bane our our, our new villain culminating in his back being broken and Bruce deciding that Jean-Paul Valley, for dubious reasons, <laughs> um, who is as real and an avenging hero with a with a potential saint inside of his head, um, Saint Dumbass, <laughs> Saint 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 Dumas, Dumbass, <laughs> uh, should take up the mantle of the bat. And Night Quest is. Technically, two story arcs. It's Asriel's time as Batman, as well as the trouble is. The trouble is, we already had like nearly three hundred pages of Asriel as Batman last time. Yes. So, and and those three hundred pages were were three hundred fairly good pages. Yeah. So one just has to ask themselves, why is this volume Night Quest even longer? (laughs) So long now. I, I posit that it's meant to be a descent into madness for the character, which it kind of is. However, that madness is already there, though. The madness I, is there I'd and say. just needs to be brought out. There is there is a clear building point. The sad part is, is that building point, that climax doesn't come right until um, right until Shadow of like one of the uh, the last Shadow of the Bat issue, Shadow of the Bat. Um I believe it's 28. Uh, yeah, I think it's the last uh, yeah, one. 28. Um, meanwhile, while this is running, and what's not collected in the paperback volumes that we're covering today is The Search, which is what Bruce is doing in rescuing Tim Drake's father. Mm. And I hate to say it, that story, well, not a, a perfect or great story, is infinitely more interesting. Mm. Because Bruce has to deal with the fact that he is wheelchair bound, can't and is having to rely on others to save, um, save to save the woman he is, I suppose, fallen in love with, and Tim Drake's father. Mm-hmm. In the actual Night Quest issues that we're covering, which is the the Crusade arc, which should already tell you something about like the tone. Mm-hmm. We are following Asriel for all of the issues, and that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. There's not there's like even barely any Tim Drake in it either. So you can't there's not like you can't even really like balance it out much. I'd say. Yeah, um, and, and and probably the reason for that, honestly, is because with like in the early issues, that's when they launched the first Tim Drake Robin, like the first Tim Drake Robin ongoing, mm-hmm. like the one that lasted couple hundred issues mm-hmm. um so like marketing wise it makes sense 
but it also leaves the character of Azrael having to basically be the headliner of four books, mm-hmm. four to five books, and he's just not four books worth of a character. <laughs> he's not at like, least at least at least not how they set him up here. I could imagine him being four books. But whereas, like, again, I mean, the the apt comparison here is Death of Superman. When you told your post-death slash breaking story, and then you supplemented it with with, with a replacement character, it's Death of Superman did, and they had four separate characters to carry each one to carry each of those four separate titles. Well, um, they also each- the the big sin here is that Azrael doesn't have a supporting cast. No, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the supporting cast members that do show up, uh, Jim Gordon, the writers to facilitate the story kind of make Gordon an idiot. Oh, absolutely. Um, like I wrote, he gets down, some decent character moments towards the end. Towards the but... end. Towards the end. Yeah. When when the penny is allowed to actually drop, mm-hmm. the only characters with any brain cells in this arc are the Joker and Catwoman. Uh, and they're the best things about this collection, and it's it's like what a grand total of like seven issues out of twenty seven. Uh, out of tw- out of twenty seven. And even then, like I like the cat, I, I like Catwoman's characterization in it, but her story, is, I think, it just isn't quite up like as strong as as her, what her character is going through in that. Um, um, the story is also just weak because with Nightfall featuring almost basically all the Batman villains at the time, mm-hmm. now there's a hole. Yeah. And nothing really fills that hole. Like, so the writers of this story are um, are, are Chuck Dixon, Doug Mensch, Alan Grant, and Joe Duffy, who does the two Catwoman issues. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying. Um, I think Alan Grant might come across the best. Oh, definitely. I would um, say so. Because he does all the Shadow of the Bat issues, and... Like, the Shadow of the Bad issues are honestly the standout here. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not perfect, but they're, they at least have an idea, try to tell a self-contained story. Yeah. Um, and the overarching plot, like, the overarching, I guess, villain of the arc doesn't help that it's a very edgy 90s villain mm. who, I in reading, I forgot, like oh, wait, this villain is still a thing? I thought we had moved past this. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly, it's it's a shame. Honestly, what would improve Night Quest a lot is just bringing Tim in a bit more. Bringing in, just bringing in characters to actually interact with John Paul Valley as a character. Because... Yeah. So much of it is Jean Paul Valley on his own inside his own head. When you have writers who haven't quite really established what the inside of that head is, yeah, and are just pushing him to the darkest point because, well, at this point it's 1994. Mm-hmm. Superman's back. We are in pure edgy comic book territory, like. And I don't think I don't think the writers have really an understanding of how to tell sort of that dark, edgy story well. Mm. Um, uh, 
I think uh, that actually kind of uh, interestingly brings us into one of our Twitter questions. Um, it starts that off, or I guess probably not our Twitter questions in this first case. Um, this one actually comes from Discord. Uh, uh, 09 Phil J um, says, I have seen, seen it argued that NightQuest is a satire of edgy 90s comics. How far do you agree with this? Um, I strongly disagree with that. Oh, yeah, because, I disagree. So um, but when I think of edgy 90s stuff, I think of Image, like just, mm. just the brand. Yeah. Um, I think also... <laughs> Nightquest doesn't feel self-aware enough to be a satire of other '90s comics. Oh no, de- definitely not. It no, like it's it, it, it. If you're trying to be a satire, the satire has you have to to write a good satire. You really have to be pointed with your satire, and mm-hmm. Nightquest isn't pointed. It's 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 meandering. It's going over the same couple of plot beats mm-hmm. just continually. Until we get to a point, basically until we get to the point where um, the rest of the search has been published so they can actually tie everything back together. And yeah. then and by that point, on. because we've both started nights and because, you know, these things are so long, we have to get started on the Marley. Um, like you can see, like in nights and like even early on in those issues, there, like they're double length because they're already running out of time because they need to start like wrapping up the story arc. And it's like, why did you waste so much time on night quest? If you had to start wrapping it up that early? Yeah. Um, it really makes no fucking sense. And w- and it makes the meandering nature of this collection, even more mind boggling. But um, every, every issue in night quest where there is a cameo from Tim Drake for like a couple, a panel or two, mm-hmm. you just sort of feel I, when reading, I felt that draining of, we could have had we could have brought in tim and brought in you know interesting characters and things um i would have loved to have seen like like oracle interact with uh with azrael at some point but that just that just doesn't happen you know um hell nightwing for that matter i mean i mean like we're gonna get some of some of that later on uh in uh in night's end but like why is none of that here why are like none of our other main characters in in the batman mythos like interacting with Azrael here it's honestly it's so... i'm also surprised because this is i'm surprised superman doesn't show up at all mm. like well apparently so... apparently Azrael's cameo in return of superman is sufficient enough jacob it it, it really isn't it like, is not no. that would have been not at all fascinating yeah. if you want to do a satire of dark and edgy bring, bring in superman yeah um anyway i want to go to our next uh, uh actually discord question uh from our friend andrew who's been on the podcast and will be back on the podcast very soon actually yes yes um, in a couple of episodes which i'm excited for andrew says uh, how do you think this story holds up against nightfall do you think they could have been it could have been condensed into one event yes absolutely yes 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 so yeah times, yes. um i know actually i was talking to you in dms um sort of near where i finished it i think we do the main bulk of the crusade in six or seven issues and have an infinitely stronger story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. <laughs> Cause the, you have to get, you have to get to that point in shadow of the bat 28 mm-hmm. sooner than you do. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. like I, like I would, there's some nice side stories. Um, like Joey and I both had a lot of fun with, with the Joker's issues, the, when he shows up, mm-hmm. 
but they aren't moving our characters forward. No, no. That Joker story is really enjoyable and probably the best thing about this collection. But, like, it is not enough to raise my overall opinion of it. Um, that said, I want to go into our next Twitter question. Uh, Jamie at Jamie underscore season seven says, why does Jacob love it so much? And how did they manage to have several hundred pages of nothing happening? Uh, which half of that question would you care to answer first? Well... Um, uh, so some of, some of, some of the arts by Tom Grummet and, and, and Jim Balance, a nice artist and, and Graham Nolan, Nolan and, uh, Kelly Jones covers. So yes. it's, it's yeah. there's quite a bit that's pretty to look at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's nice to flip through. It's a very yeah. big, if it's a very big art book. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's um, not enjoyable. Um, yeah. um, and several hundred pages of nothing happened happening. I mean, I, I really have no clue how they did that. Like how, it, how. How someone can accomplish that is beyond me. <laughs> what I think might have happened is... So one of the issues with the death and return of Superman, especially Funeral from a Friend, was the editors essentially mandated when the funeral had to be over and Reign of the Superman could begin. And mm. so you had some issues where like things were stretching and they were trying to fill plots, but they were at least doing some interesting character work. Yeah. Because this is Batman, and this is Batman post batman 89 and batman returns i don't think editors really were looking in like the the three writers in charge of these books are writers who were basically given free reign to do whatever they wanted yeah so nobody reigned in these writers so <laughs> that's how you fill 600 plus pages of yeah very little. Um, which brings us to our next Twitter question from Kian at Kian the Quark says, would you rather read the Dark Knight Strikes again again or have Bane break your back? Now, here's the thing. I've thought about this question all day since this came in. Yes, same. Um, so, like, genuinely, am I allowed to take liberties when reading the Dark Knight Strikes again? Like, am I able to, like, make something fun of it? Can I do, like, a drinking game to reading Dark Knight Strikes again? Because I feel like I, I feel like I could at least make that fun, you know? Or do I have to just read it straight again? Because if that's the stipulation, then Bane can break my back any day. But if I could have some fun with it, then, like, I I feel like I could make Strikes Again a bit of fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> get get some friends, make a drinking game out of it. Um, don't know who, would, who we would subject to the Dark Knight Strikes Again a second time. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know what? I would even just have fun getting drunk myself reading it. That's true. <laughs> I mean... We could also try to get Kian and, and subject him to the Dark Knight Strikes yeah, again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Kian, let's, um, let's set this up. Let's um, set this up. Dark Knight Strikes again <laughs> drinking game when. Um, um, anyway, next up, uh, from Rules Panda at Jonathan 787 I hate reading that every time. Please change your at. You're, you're great. Anyway, um, says, uh, best Bane adaptation? I did mention this last episode, actually. Um, uh, I do think it's Arkham Origins, personally. Yeah. Um, I, I'd have to experience. say the animated series, but... The animated series, yeah. But you've never but seen Origins. I haven't played Origins, so yeah. I, I um, cannot comment. Cool. Um, also, you know what? Kind of a... Sh like, I think it was the right decision not to include Bane post-Nightfall in tonight's quest. Mm. but you need to have some sort of a presence yeah really. yeah i mean I, I don't know how far you are in tonight's end but like bane makes a small appearance kind of early on 
and um, yes i've, I've yeah. seen that and, and i and I, I think that i think that's great like that scene alone is better than most of night quest <laughs> it's it's um, fascinating because not to, not to jump ahead to what's going to be the next episode but mm-hmm. immediately reading that first issue of night's end yeah oh, things oh yeah. Just, it, it just click back into place yeah um Anyway, our last set of Twitter questions come from Mason at the GD256. His first question is, what would you do to fix this story, or at the very least, improve it? Uh, me, personally, I would cut it all. <laughs> I, I would shorten it. it like just that, like that, telling. Is, that is the best thing you can do, is just shorten shorten it so much. It's, it's um, absolutely telling that when Nightfall was originally collected in trades in, like, 94, 95, they skipped NightQuest entirely. Yeah, they jumped straight ahead to Night's End. It just does not need to be there at all. Um, But whatever. His second question reads, uh, how does this compare to the other part twos or volume twos that you've read for the podcast? I'm curious for your opinion on that, Jacob. Oh, it's the weakest. Well, (laughs) second weakest, if you want to count strikes again as as a part two. Oh, yeah. To returns. But yeah, it's this is the second weakest. It's very weak and but like what's interesting is i i can't be like 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 dark knight strikes again was a very viscerally angry read like mm-hmm. engaging this with is the, this is just mind-numbing like i just like i have no thoughts i have no thoughts i have pages of notes but it's mostly just like vague events that happen and like, uh, i i have notes i have i have things i have i have a lot of like disappointed looking faces that i drew in here <laughs> here's the thing here's the oh, thing with like the end like the last the last three issues that we're covering perhaps have my no- most notes mm. um because that's when the plot actually moves yeah that, that, um, is, that is true and uh, i think again part of the big problem is there's just a lack of characterization they, they made asriel really one note in his descent into madness mm. he has nobody to talk to mm. um except for saint dumbass yeah um and, and yeah saint dumas isn't really a character like, no he's just, he's just an entity that like yells at azrael a lot <laughs> and contradicts itself yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah depending on who's writing him yeah. um um anyway mason's last question reads uh do you think gotham why do you think gotham needs batman specifically and not a new superhero we actually we kind of it's interesting because we touched on this a a tiny bit last uh episode um where it was like sort of like the whole reason that like oh yeah well we can't get dick over here is apparently bruce thinks that like dick is his own man and dick can't be batman um but it's like okay well does gotham specifically need batman um and obviously the answer is yes, by nature of just what the comics have always, like, perpetrated as, like, one of the big messages of, of the Batman mythos. Um, but I'm curious for your take on that, actually. So, I I think the answer is yet, because Batman's a symbol and the Bat iconography is so iconic. Mm. But it also... I also think that, that, Bat, that there is a place in the larger DC universe... Especially since for a story like this, this is the mid '90s, which is kind of the codification of the Bat Family as a concept. Because mm-hmm. um, this is when you got the Tim Drake Robin book. This is when Catwoman had her own ongoing, 
And this is when Nightwing, like, got its own own title. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think I think Gotham needs the Bat Family, um, mm. and that's that's kind of that's that's kind of the point. Um, and I think I, I love the idea of a, of a of a corrupted of a corrupted Batman, like specifically who's not Bruce Wayne, who's who's gone mad with power. Like mm-hmm. this should be fascinating. Yeah, this should be an interesting. And I think it was. I think it was fascinating last volume, but like we need to start doing new things with it. And this is over six hundred pages of nothing new, really. Um, so I guess with that said. Um, I think this is usually when we move into spoilers and we say, hey, get the book and read it if you haven't already. But honestly, I think you can skip it. You can skip um, it. You know what? <laughs> if you if you want to read it, I, I, I'd recommend – I mean, we'll have the links down below to buy it as always. Yeah, I'll have Amazon but links down there. check if your library things. has it. Use your local library. Because um, there that, – that, that's that, – this isn't one that you, you need. There's – there's a reason even then i'd recommend skimming a lot of the middle like yeah. like skim a lot of the middle the last three or four issues read outright but you'll be able to tell because that's when the plot actually moves um yeah because that's that's like it, it's so weird because this is an outright not great book. Um, this is the second, I think, outright bad full book that we've had mm-hmm. on the podcast. Um, and I, I have both bat books. But both bat books. Both bat yeah. books. I, I mean, I, I, probably just, you know, because of the sheer amount of Batman we've read on the podcast. <laughs> that and the fact that, like, Wanted Hal Jordan, had it just been Wanted Hal Jordan... That would have joined the ranks of the bad. Um, yeah. But that had Mystery of the Star Sapphires, which is actually which is good, actually. It is. It is. Um, so that balances um, things out. Um, anyway, I guess let's uh, let's get into our spoiler section now. Yeah. So. So. All right. Um, Detective Comics 667 opens us up um, once again, a very muscly Batman drawn by Kelly Jones. Yes. Yes. Um Way too muscly. You know what? I do like the Asriel costume. I think it's grown on me. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's very 90s, but it's cool. Um, so this mm-hmm. is the start of the crusade. Yes. And there is one thing that I would like to note throughout all of this. So Nightfall, throughout all the issues, had the Nightfall emblem in the corner with a number in it. And the bat symbol was slowly being eclipsed. Mm-hmm. And broken like the moon. And Night's End is doing looks to be doing something similar, just without numbers. Yeah. Night Quest doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, a problem. That is. Because there it is like night nightfall and night night's end is meant to like symbolize like oh there this continual change with those little symbols up in the corner this <laughs> i think sort of symbolizes exactly what the story is doing which is nothing <laughs> it, it's it's creating um, this holding pattern yeah. um now this first story uh is basically two issues of detective comics it's 667 and 668 mm-hmm. now mind you bane has just been defeated in the last issue completely as real as batman tim has been forced to accept it mm-hmm. and the the immediate threat is cowboys is random cowboys 
guess. I think it's just because Chuck Dixon liked the the idea of instead of Wild Wild West, Wild Wild East. Yes, like, and it's just a title. That's yeah. That's that's all and it is. You know what? It could have been fascinating if we played up the camp nature of this being cowboys. Yep, but uh, but we don't. <laughs> but, but but Dixon isn't isn't. I know about who Dixon is a, as a writer. He would never write camp intentionally. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> and that isn't to say there aren't. This isn't actually like a terrible issue. Um, it's okay. Um, it's, it's pretty okay. The worst things the, about it the, are the cowboys. Of, yeah, we get the cowboys. Um, we get the the new like train Batmobile thing, which I actually pretty like. I pretty much I, I like that quite a bit. Um, I, I love I, I love this. I, I love the initial isolation of Asriel. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great look into um, what a lot of the story is going to do with the the Saint dumbass visits, um, and uh, it's <laughs> I don't know. That's all I, that's those are all the notes I have on this issue. It's uh, the Cowboys, the new Batmobile, and Saint Dumbass. That's yeah. Uh, that's um, <laughs> I, I I like the fact that Harold is a character. We don't see him here. That's but true. That's Harold true. Harold gets to be a character. Um, that he does. And Tim gets one of his more substantial appearances. Yes, um, in a in a bit with like what his his housekeeper his housekeeper or or, yeah he like sneaks past her and I don't know that's that's pretty much and, it and finds the Batcave bricked off so it's like well I guess I can no longer be Batman's sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so so these cowboys, right? Um, we don't ever actually get anything about like what their deal is. Mm-hmm. They're just cowboy brothers. Yeah, that's that's all it is. It's just it's just a gimmick. <laughs> they they aren't even characters. Their dialogue isn't even that like fun or snappy or anything. It's just I don't know. <laughs> um, I will say I like the parallelism on the Detective Comics six sixty eight cover. Yeah, uh, I guess we're moving into that one. Uh, yeah. yeah, Kelly Jones loves doing this pose a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'd argue this is intentional because this is well, the yeah. issue. It's meant where, to be just like the Bane thing, yeah. Um, where Tim is, t- so by the end of this issue, Tim is kicked out completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, that and we we deal with the cowboys. We deal um, with we deal with the cowboys. We deal with the cowboys, but they are not interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say I love Tim's plot. Tim's plot is is great. Yeah. It, um, it, yeah. This is this is the stronger issue of this little two parter here because we get uh, we get quite a bit of Tim. We find mm-hmm. you really you, uh, we, we even like focus in a bit on his home life, which I really yeah, like. which is something that um something that like I think it's things like this that make that help elevate comics in general. Superhero comics is getting to see sort of like other characters and, and their personal lives in depth. Um, like Tim gets a driver's license because his dad is currently disabled, so he needs to be able to drive. Mm-hmm. And we find out Bruce, being being a father figure to Tim, per- bought him a car mm-hmm. uh, once he got his license. Um, and that's genuinely great. Um, I also love the way Tim reacts to sneaking back into the Batcave. Yeah, and finding. Um... We see that like Azrael has made like a shooting range of like made about comprised of like Batman villains, um, and uh, and like Tim like Tim like doesn't react kindly to that of course but he's but I like like the, there's some greater monologue here where he's like 
like he he like looks around and he's like oh yeah the memories are still here but none of the memories are his um it's it's just cool i don't know i i like i like that bit of bit of commentary on tim's character there um also the gaudiness of tim's car like oh yeah it's it's, it's awful right, I love Reb, it. <laughs> but it, it suits tim drake oh well, yeah <laughs> tim drake oh, is that kind of extra license plate that says red bird and um uh but yeah then uh Adriel finds him and there's this little fight between the two of them but obviously tim's not going to win that so that's the end of the issue um, um I, I will say what's what's interesting right this is the backdoor pilot to Tim's Robin series mm-hmm. because in the Omni, you get the first two issues of Tim's Robin series. That must be nice. It is. It, it is. <laughs> it was. It was a welcome, welcome surprise. Nice. Um, and it's and it's good Chuck Dixon. So you know, yeah, it's, it's 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 good Chuck Dixon. It's more art by Tom Grummet. He he does the art for those issues, um, and it basically it it finishes that fight because. The detective issue ends on a cliffhanger, but the next issue in the collection doesn't pick up that cliffhanger. Yeah, eh, whatever. Um, and if it sounds like we're going kind of fast, it's because we have. Well, first off, we have twenty-seven issues to cover. But also, uh, like unlike Nightfall, where there were at least things happening in every issue. Yeah, it's there's there's not here. There's just not. Um, and if there is stuff happening, it's a lot of repeating of what we've already established. Um, that said, I do love the opening of our next issue, uh, Shadow of the Bat 19. Um, I do want to read this straight because I damn because I, I damn near quoted the whole thing in my notes. Um, it's the center monologue from Azrael as he's like fighting off these criminals. Um, it says, I hear the glass break a break from a block away. Since I took on this mission, all my senses seem heightened. All my reactions accelerated. Sometimes when I ride the night, I feel like I own this city. That Bruce Wayne was only filling in until I came along. Um, which is just a really great inner monologue. I just, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'll say, awesome. the conceit of these two Shadow of the Bat issues is actually really interesting. Oh, with the Tally Man. With the Tally Man. With the yeah. idea of Azrael having to essentially clean up a loose end that bruce obviously left untied Mm -hmm. um it's it's an interesting story and if and if there wasn't so much of just the middle of this like because there are occasionally really good ideas here but Mm -hmm. if you streamline them tie them together very nicely and you could have a really tight 7 to 12 issue plot uh, for the crusade Mm-hmm. And not the twenty plus issues. Just you know, let Alan Grant write the whole thing. Let, his, let his Alan issue, Grant write the whole his thing. Because issues are are really the best things here. Yeah, I um, mean, it also helps that the search is written by Denny O'Neill. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Most of that is Denny O'Neill, so it's even if it's not Denny O'Neill at his best, it's still. Which I don't think we mentioned on the podcast. You have actually read Dennis O'Neill before. I have. I have. I've read the Rachel Ghoul collection. Which you uh, never even told me that you read all that. I just saw that in like messages somewhere else. And I was like, oh, wow, you did. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I just I just I just read it on a whim. I was it's like, it's a great collection, isn't it? It's it's very fun. You get yeah. some Neil Adams art. You get some other artists. I would rather be you'll, talking you'll about that. Up, you also just straight up get the, the script of a BTAS episode in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> done really really well it's interesting um yeah also i will say i love the shadow of the bat issues arts like oh oh yeah all of they're their art they're so fucking good. it's elevated it's a couple different artists but uh mainly it's um uh yeah it's brett blevins mm-hmm. who does most of the shadow of the bat issues and they're great um alan grant alan grant 
is kind of like the reverse Roger Stern. Mm. If Roger Stern issues in Death of Superman almost stopped the story kind of dead and filled with dialogue, Grant knows how to keep the story moving Mm -hmm. and actually introduce a plot point. And writes out some really great layouts for his artists to work with. Yes. Like, like you can just see it here. Like, he, like there's so much style here. Um, really great stuff. Also, I just wanted to comment also on the Tally Man's design, which I absolutely adore. Um, just a really, really cool design. I love that. Yeah, um, very, very almost Scarecrow-esque, but very stylized. Mm-hmm. And, and very, in, there seems to be a distinct awareness of other series that had been going on on DC at the time, like with the Shadow of the Bad issues, especially, some of the art would occasionally feel like art you'd see out of the Sandman. Mm, like, oh yeah, like I mean, just look at the Tallyman's design. Like, yeah, it, oh yeah, yeah. And there's this great actual, um, there's this great like a little rehash of um of Jean Paul's backstory in the Order of Saint Dumbass. Um, and it, it just I love the layout there. Um, where you see like yeah, it, Azrael and his like his original cloak and his design, and I don't know, I just love that. It's it's a great layout. Um, and again, Blevins' art is... Or actually, no, this isn't Blevins. Who, who's on this one? Um, this, this is... Girano. Yeah, Vince Girano. That's it, yeah. Um, um, because, because Shadow of the Bat turned out to be also, like, sort of the main vehicle where the search was also going on for Batman issues, like, they were switching artists, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but the, the layout of Azrael's backstory is great, and it makes... It, it honestly, it makes the backstory feel more complete than the Nightfall issues did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, once again, now, Alan Grant just, just knows what he's doing. If they didn't, <laughs> and you can tell. Continue to rehash the backstory quite a bit. We do like, that a lot, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but again, I, Alan Grant does it with, with really interesting layouts uh, plotted out here. And um, and, and just knows how to, how to at least make it interesting. Um, but not so much other, uh, elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, I guess we'll move into Shadow of the Bat twenty then. Um, yes. um, again, with fantastically yeah, some of the, some that go even sideways in this one. Yeah, that, uh, my first note was there's a vertical. Pa- we open with a vertical page, like yeah. And um, I, I love the idea of this trying to have Azrael question his identity a bit because mm-hmm. this is also the one where like Azrael damn near like almost kills the Tally Man. Um, yeah, he goes really hard at this and. Uh, and, and a lot of those pages where he's like beating on or like watching these really like deep pinks and reds. Um, it's really great stuff. I love it. Um, and, and there's this great parallel with the idea of debts being paid. Asriel having a debt as the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 really good. It's really good stuff, despite like it, these are issues I would keep if in my sort of streamlined version of the story. Mm hmm. But I would I would try to move them quickly as forward to the point where Asriel actually does break. Because yeah. that's the problem is yeah. after this, we don't actually really get Asriel being pushed to the brink. Yeah, this is one of the only cases where it actually happens. Like where he 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 comes really close to killing the tally man and um and then we just we just don't deal with that and much else beyond that. Like it's that that's about it. Um yeah, uh, I don't know. That's, uh, and we, that's, actually, we get this great aftermath scene too, where Bullock finds uh, the tally man, like all beaten up and scarred after his fight with Azrael. Um, I just, I just like that little scene. Um, uh, and, and this is where you sort of get the GCPD are idiots in this. <laughs> yes, like I, I can accept Bullock being a dumbass, 
but not Gordon or Montoya or even Sarah. Like, yeah, so one of you, one of you three have to, like, figure this out immediately. Right. Like, yeah. Um, anyway, shall we move on? Uh, yes. This yes. is uh, Batman 501. I actually have this is one of those that I have uh, as a single issue. I have this really? one. Really? Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's also um, this is also what where the where the cover of the collection comes from. I remember I think I think I have a fair few single Batman Nights Nightfall, Nightquest, and Nights End issues because um like I think when I like first started collecting comics, I was like, Oh my god, th- this comic book like has has a bunch of nightfall issues. I'm gonna get a bunch of those and it's a big famous story and I didn't know what I was doing. So I know you <laughs> Well, well, look, two thirds of it are probably worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Anyway, we go into this one. Uh, oh God, what is this one? Um, this one is code name Mechross, and okay. Oh, that's right, Mechross. Oh, yeah, this is God. where things get really nineties. Oh, I fucking hate this. Oh, I, really... hate, I hate these two issues. I hate these two issues. <laughs> Nothing happens. Yeah, this is where nothing. This is this. It's such a shame because my God, the cover is great. Like, oh, the covers are so good. <laughs> and so, like, so this is this is this is Doug Mensch. Yep. Um, Mike Manley is is doing the art. Like, it's okay. a good team. It's a good team. It's a really good team. But you could tell they were they were just they they were handed nothing by the editorial team. They weren't like, okay, what's the general direction that we're heading? It's like, no, just fucking tell some Azrael stories. I'm like, fine, well, I guess we'll fucking tell some Azrael stories. And like, it's almost like they want to make a, a villain for Azrael, but so a, a lot of the villains Azrael face faces are reverted down to like the mob yeah and that's all it is. a lot of my notes actually are also um Azrael versus mob <laughs> that's like <laughs> like that's a lot of what it is um, and, and you you could make that work like yeah you can make that work mm-hmm. but, but so many also... of the scenes so many of the scenes like feel very samey and uh and don't do much um yeah, I don't know. This is the first issue where that really becomes apparent, and uh, and we're only five issues in. <laughs> so yeah, like it's, it's a shame. Like our <laughs> inciting incident is this mob family like at an at an Italian restaurant drinking their coffee, gets gunned down, and um, you know a, a grenade is thrown in and explodes. And I I think the idea is that like without Bruce Wayne, Gotham is returning to like pre-batman crime families which is weird because like i don't know wouldn't wouldn't the advent of asriel make mobsters more afraid to reconvene to reconvene like it's just (laughs) i mean like there's all this talk of how like the mantle is 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 his and he is going to make his mark on the city but he kind of doesn't because we never like we don't really get to see the city, yeah, and, and through um, like every pe- people every day on the street. Yeah, um, we uh, get a we 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 get Tim a small makes a tiny appearance. Yeah, we get a small Tim appearance. Yeah, um, um, we get very we, small, <laughs> very small appearance. Um, I do actually like the scene between uh, Gordon and Batman in this, or Gordon and Azrael in this. Yes, um, you can see that just like Gordon is starting to have his doubts about him, and uh, it, really but cool. those doubts are going to be put on hold for a long time. Very and long time. So, okay, so so, our, Nick Ross big... has a very '90s design, doesn't he? Yeah, he's um, he he's a robot. Yeah, <laughs> and it's I, 
I guess you're trying to do a man versus machine. Maybe. Maybe they're it. trying to do like a RoboCop thing. I doubt it. I, <laughs> I'm trying. I, throughout a lot of this, I was trying to see like, okay, what are they actually trying to say? Like, you're telling a story. You're trying to say something. And you I don't so. think. <laughs> I, I, I think this might just be cool imagery that our badass 90s tech-suited Batman can fight. Yeah. Which is, um, which is exemplified by the next issue, issue's cover, um, Batman 502, um, which is another one I know I have in single issue. <laughs> um, I don't know, probably because it had a cool cover. <laughs> it, had a cool, it had a cool cover. That's a very cool um, cover. Um, I, nothing uh, happens in these issues like absolutely nothing absolutely nothing um, and, like we don't here's the thing is like we don't see Azriel fail like no no Mench we never, is almost we never trying, see him struggle as a character Mench is almost trying to play these issues like it's a struggle but no like Azriel's got this fucking badass weapon weapon feel like filled to the teeth what fucking um armed to the teeth suit um they, they, like he's fucking unstoppable like like there were struggles back when he was wearing the regular bruce wayne suit but no not now there's nothing here um and the only the only really positive thing i really liked in this issue was um there's a meeting between gordon and the mayor and the mayor like starts, yeah. starts to like show like a real appreciation for Azrael as the new batman um, yeah the, the corrupt mayor the plot, like, the plot with that doesn't go anywhere, really. Yeah, um, but I do kind of like the implication that Bruce saving him in Nightfall inadvertently, like, sort of caused this, like, new wave of, like, just, just like, the, the mayor loving Azrael, and, like, you know, that wouldn't be happening if Bruce had let him go, and it's that moral struggle that Bruce always goes through, but it doesn't really get commented on, but I like that implication. It's yeah, kind of there. It's, it's, an, it's, it's, it's an implication, um... Also, it doesn't help our our villain Macross doesn't have a character. He has dialogue, nope. but like we don't we, we need we need a villain with character. Our mobster yeah. villains are just I don't know who these people are. Nope. Um, they they get killed. There's a nice scene. Near the end, like sort of near the back half, with 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 Gordon and and Sarah having, you know, discussing things, and again you see more of just the mayor being corrupt politician, which is you know good, but these are really two issues where very little actually happens, and that's not going to be helped much by uh, the next issue, Detective Comics six sixty nine, because. Because the cowboys are back. All right, back to the cowboys. Back to the cowboys. <laughs> so um, at this point, my brain was thinking, are we trying to do Reign of the Superman where each book has its own plot? Oh, no, because I think the cowboys actually do finally disappear after this issue. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, why, why are you here again? But, Jacob, Jacob, they rob a train this time. It, yeah. It's... It's funny because it's like the westerns, and that's what the well, cowboys did. Oh, I mean, when they showed up, they made a joke about the great train robbery. Like, yeah, I, like, I get the joke, but <laughs> um, it's, it's so, so just oh my god, nothing happens. It's ah, so surreal. Um, god. <laughs> so I also like okay, 
Um, so, you know, one of my notes is he try Azrael tries to justify turning away Tim. Mm, however, that's become a, a kind of a holding pattern and then gets dropped after this because Tim doesn't substantially show up again until the end. No. There are a couple of random cameos with him and Huntress of all people. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, cool, but interesting. <laughs> also, it, he keeps driving on, on the on the railroad tracks. Yep, because he's got but, his cool little train Batmobile now. It's great. Like it's cool, but but, but like 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 Azrael, Azrael, you are going to get yourself killed like this. Well, um, maybe that's for the best. Maybe the yeah. story can end sooner. <laughs> also, like the 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 cowboys just aren't interesting villains. No, not not in the slightest. I don't even remember if they get names. I don't know. Like. Uh, Oh, I, I just flipped to a panel where one of them calls the other Tom. So, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a reference to something. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the action sequences with the train Batmobile are cool. They yeah. look, they're fun. Hey, there's uh, a Joker tease at the end. Yeah, there's a Joker tease. Hey, there we go. Something we could talk about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Except we, we won't actually get to that for a little bit because yeah. my, first note for, my, my first note for the next issue actually is no Joker and a little sad face. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, the Detective Comics uh, 670. Um, this one. OK, so this one's especially weird because so Mr. this we yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we are Freeze in we, we are in mid 1994. Heart of Ice has aired. It's won the Emmy. Mm hmm. So the comics are going to reintroduce Mr. Freeze. Except um, they don't. Nope. Like, like, okay, so so it's Christmas. I really like the Christmassy setting. Yeah. The rest of this. Yeah, it's nice. Um, um, what is it? Barry Kitson's on this uh, issue. And yeah. uh, there's some really nice art here. Um, but yeah, the Christmas setting is nice. Um, I... I I like the idea of I like the idea of of a cold case being reopened. Mm -hmm. I like seeing the scenes with Bullock and Montoya. Like, yeah, Montoya actually gets some decent moments in this. Yeah, what's been kind of a shame is that Montoya's been such a background player that like some of the writers don't necessarily portray her well because no. they don't give her enough <laughs> spotlight. Like, um, and it's it's very but like there's a there's a cold case. Um, and, you know, we, we see, you know, Asriel stopping crimes. Um, but, you know, one of the things they find is that a body in the that they find in the autopsy room ends up disappearing and leaving a bunch of ice behind. And it's Mr. Freeze. And they kind of play Mr. Freeze like a serial killer. Yeah. Um, which which I don't know first of many occasions of people misunderstanding heart of ice <laughs> yeah i mean okay he never gets like a free suit and he doesn't show up again in after this issue like no this is just we are reintroducing mr freeze probably to the post-crisis dc universe in general i think so yeah because like his first appearance because who, who who would have used him, like, before Heart of Ice happened? Yeah. Uh, Heart, Heart of Ice essentially created the character that we know today. Unless someone was just a massive Adam West show fan. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. 
Um, I, I, I like the idea, but like, he, he doesn't get to be like an intelligent character. You don't really recognize him as Mr. Freeze. At least. No, no, not at all. I didn't until they literally said, this is Mr. Freeze. You should remember him after all the times he's nearly killed you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great. We love it. I mean, we hate it, but we love it. Um, There's a nice little note that ends the issue with uh, Montoya not trusting Azrael. But, you know, what else is new? What else is new? Um, Uh, So now we have a four-part story arc. Yes, uh, this was kind of decent, but less than the sum of its parts, I'd say. Um, it's 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 the best when it's when we're focusing on Selena. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is Catwoman number six. Uh, once again, Jim Belent is on, is on the pencils here, and I just I really love his art. He's so good. Uh, yes, <laughs> and then and Dick Giordano is on inking, and we and Joe Duffy the right is the writer of the Catwoman series, um, mm-hmm. which honestly makes a nice change to have a, a new a, a new writer. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like this idea of Catwoman as a protector of animals and, and endangered species, especially endangered cats. I think this, I think this cats. is something. I think it's something that also was probably inspired by the animated series. Oh, probably, probably. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, we're only six issues into this. I wouldn't be surprised if her portrayal in the animated series is kind of what inspired uh, a lot of this series, at least early on. At least early on, um, but like. She's, you know, she's we're like we have Selena one because, you know, this is a Catwoman issue. It means we aren't focused on Asriel. Like mm-hmm. we have finally taken the focus off of Asriel for 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 a brief but glimpse until like almost halfway through the issue where we just randomly cut to Asriel just beating up some more kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yeah, so Selena's working with some environmental terrorists, mm-hmm. um, and we're trying to basically, um, you know, we are we are trying to, you know, uh, basically have Selena, you know, Selena, 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 almost as a hero to save some animals um, from, you know, corporations who are, you know, wanting to burn down the rainforest, mm-hmm. and it's nice. Asriel shows up in the issue just to remind us that he's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the end, we learn that he's been like watching Selena for some reason. Um, and, and that's most of it, pretty much. I mean, that's I don't, most I don't know. of it. Yeah. Uh, um, I do. Yeah. So, so we, we find out, you know, there's, there's, you know, uh, a, a, a toxin. Um, the toxin is called Zyklon C, which uh, is, if if you know about Zyklon B, um, that's a bit. Who? Let's not open that can of worms. Okay, I'm kind of I don't know. I got kind of interested when you started talking about that, Mister Chemistry Nerd. So. Uh, so that's the main poison used as a gas in its gaseous form in a certain historical oh. event. Oh, okay. Um, which yeah. So what so, would this imply? <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> a certain far right German workers party. <laughs> um, it's, it's yeah, it's just it's a weird reference. I'm like you, you could have you could have chosen anything else. Yeah, you didn't have to bring up this in this imagery in a 90s issue of Catwoman. But here we uh, are. 
Yeah, and, and um, yeah. We moving on then to you know Batman five hundred three and there's... another one that I have actually, um, which I think also this. <laughs> uh, I I want to talk about the cover of this one. I just love Azrael's gigantic cape drawn here. Gigantic cape. Like, Is it? Oh, it's, it's, it's Kelly Jones. Kelly Jones. Of course, it's Kelly Jones. <laughs> Awesome. Also, very, very, very muted, very muted colors, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, and this time, you know, we kind of see stuff from Azrael's perspective. And I like, in theory, the interactions between Azrael and Selena, because Azrael wouldn't know the history between Bruce and Selena. Like, yeah, e- even though, like. It, uh, we have we haven't really established that that Bruce knows Selena's identity. Mm-hmm. There's there's that connection there because that connection has always been there, which is odd uh, actually because because uh, like Azrael is like using the Bat computer to look into Catwoman later, and like there's nothing about her being Selena there. <laughs> yeah, because I find well, apparently, apparently the idea is based on here and then the stuff in Nightfall. At least the way I read it is Bruce doesn't know that Catwoman yeah. is Selena. And, and that's Kyle. so weird to think about. Like <laughs> I don't know, I don't get that. But whatever. Um, we get another scene between uh, Azrael and Gordon in this in this issue. Um, we get some more. And Azrael's convinced that Catwoman stole the Zyklon C to, I guess, gas and murder the World Trade Summit or whatever that's coming to Gotham. Yeah. Which, like, everyone points out would be really out of character for Catwoman. Like, and Azrael just doesn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is weird because it's like, oh, she's she's going terrorist yeah. is the idea. Mm-hmm. And it like just sort of the fear of terror is is weird. Um, we also get another scene of the mayor. In this one, he's like waving around a knife for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be a letter opener. <laughs> um, so weird. Um, but yeah, like a th- it's drawn in like a threatening way, because because he's like threatening Gordon in that scene. Because <laughs> because he's corrupt. Um, but we have, you know, we have Azrael trying to get up to speed on who Catwoman is, and there's a fight very, between them towards the end. He's very disapproving that Bruce like seems to have gone soft when it comes to this woman and it's like yeah they're clearly in love as yeah. well like <laughs> but Ezra doesn't understand that Jacob come on <laughs> yeah because he's got Saint Dumas in his head yep until you cannot, Saint you cannot ignore the orders of Saint Dumbass um, um and, and then like I kind of like this because going straight into Batman 504 speaking of Saint Dumbass um as uh as Azrael is like leaving the scene it's like he just sees saint dumbass like in the sky that starts speaking to him then like i am saint dumas here to guide your crusade (laughs) it's like okay let's just talk about the language of this being explicitly a crusade oh my god it's like it's not it's not a good thing like it 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 doesn't help that this is puts like it, it it feels it feels like they chose Crusade because it sounds epic. And, like, I get it. You're not supposed to like Asriel. Like, that's the point. But also, you have to have him do bad things and get to it quicker because there's 
so much middle stuff. Yeah. Um, like I think the sport party you could you could cut down to like two or three and yeah, be oh, oh definitely very nice. Like because like because the last issue ended on like this chase that led to a dead end between Azrael and Catwoman, and then the next issue here. We're going straight into another chase between the two. Another of them, chase. Catwoman is now stealing a boat or something. Yeah. This time <laughs> at, at the wharf, or or um, instead, and a lot of this obviously could be avoided. Like if they just talked to each other, they could have avoided this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Which that's a trope that is very easy to fuck up, and they kind of fuck it up here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I, I. I do love that Selene is the only character with any sort of brain cell. Like, um, like she's the one working. It's like, right. She, she has to save the animals and kind of save the people because Selena Kyle is, is, is not a terrorist. She's, she's a cat burglar. Like <laughs> she's a thief. She, she's not a murderer. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if there's ever been a time in comics where Selene Kyle has been portrayed as a murderer. But I doubt I don't it. Think so? I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Maybe there's some weird Bob Kane shit back in the day. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like there's some. What's nice is that a lot of this is dialogueless, and there's just a lot of action. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this, but it also means a lot of this issue is action. Yeah, and you just have like the GCPD looking on once again, just feeling like we're just repeating the same bits over and over again. There's a very similar looking fight between Azrael and Catwoman uh, in a warehouse later on in the issue. It looks just like the fight in the last issue. <laughs> um, and then eventually Catwoman gets caught by the police and Azrael gets away. And that's that. <laughs> and you even have Bullock at the end of the issue. Never would have believed it. The Catwoman turned terrorist. It's like, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense, Harvey. Yeah. So which brings us to Catwoman number seven. Um, hey, Jim Belentart. Great stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> he was the main artist on, on the Catwoman book. So. Yeah. yeah, and he's a big uh, highlight here. Yeah, so... I, I love the way he does faces. Yes. And his backgrounds. He's, he's, he's very nice, like, level of detail that aren't super detailed backgrounds. Yeah. Like, it's a very nice balance. Mm-hmm. Also, like, we open the issue, and Selena's just done with everyone's shit. It's just like... you. You motherfuckers, I am... You're all gonna die. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we... we I, I like, like... I like the actual Catwoman issue plots where we actually deal with sort of the eco-terrorists that she's working with. And you sort of see that background, see how one of them betrays them. Um, as well as just an understanding of how how Catwoman can get away from the situation. It's clever. She uses acrobatics. She uses trickery. They're nice. It's nice little bits. Like, nice, nice little things like this. Um, I do like the way that Selena gets away from the cops here with the shadow of the one statue. Yeah. <laughs> like, it literally tricks all the cops so she gets away. It's just funny. Um, it, it's, it's, gr- it's great. And we find out, you know, who, who betrayed them. But then we have, we have Azrael showing up, of course. Because, because friends, Asriel always has to show up. Mm-hmm. He, he he has to continually be here from like in like every issue and like that. Just, and again, he just has no other characters to bounce off of him. 
and so he doesn't he, he he's not like developing as a character no no there's there's no change here there's there's nothing to to latch on to and it's uh it's just really, oh look asriel's here again yeah um uh, we find we also you know we 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 have Selena using the bat signal, and I do love this scene because Selena just runs circles around Azrael like mm-hmm. she realizes like she's the one character with a functioning brain and realizes you're not him mm-hmm. you're you're not Batman like I know Batman you're you're you're, you're not him. Um, and you know they 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 find this guy they they scare him, um, and you know the uh, the chemicals are being poured in, um, and we basically we end on finding out um, that like that 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 the zyklone was was accidentally replaced with tear gas mm-hmm. um so and of course selena gets away in the end as she always should, as she always should. Um, so you know the geneva conventions were technically still violated just <laughs> not ending in actual deaths yeah um all right yeah. let's talk about some good issues um Yay, well good issues that, that that don't actually do the plot we we go to another character who is allowed to have brain cells and it's the joker of all people yeah detective, detective comics uh 671 Beautiful cover. It's it's just Azrael in a in a monster movie, and he looks so he's so fitting there. <laughs> it um, works. Um, yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I love. I love. First thing. Perfect the title page. <laughs> the Joker's alias as a director, Mister Joseph F. Kerr. It's so good. <laughs> Which is just like, it's a terrible pun, and I love it. I think Dixon gets how to write the Joker, um, mm. like, because. All of his lines are hilarious. Oh yeah, um, and, and and Joker with the fucking like ponytail in this too. <laughs> like, I love it. Um, and sunglasses. You and, and the little DC badge he wears on his jacket. <laughs> Which it's of course, so I know DC Comics exists in the ba- in in the DC universe, which I just find hilarious. Also, like, I don't know the Joker wanting to make. The death of the Batman as a film um, just just works. He's shooting. He's like he's going all out to like shoot test footage with um, a dwarf standing in for the Batman. Mm-hmm. All to show to a group of producers and the producers love it. Um, it's like, you know, we'll give you it's like we'll give you 10 million to go into pre-production, but you've got to lose the dwarf. Egads, I will not despoil my vision. Already my artistic integrity is assailed. The casting <laughs> of Little Lenny is at the very core of this film's soul. And a children's-sized costume was all I could get on short notice. So Lenny will find other work. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I adore it. Um, and the Joker's plan to, like, stage crimes for <laughs> Batman to investigate... Is it's so Silver Age and it's so fun. Like, mm-hmm. like le- the Joker doesn't have to be a super dark character all the time. You no. can have shit like this and make it be funny, mm-hmm. um, and it totally works here. Because he's still he's still a threat. Like 
he has this woman be attacked by movie monsters, um, like a Frankenstein monster and a, a Dracula and a Wolfman, um, clearly inspired by the Universal monster movies. Mm-hmm. And the and victim Asriel saves her from like these from these horror movie monsters, and um, and Joker is like filming him the whole time with this stage hand next to him. <laughs> um, oh, it's great. Uh, and you and you can also you can see the Joker being like, wait, that's not him. There's no Robin. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and Asriel takes this woman back to, I guess, her apartment. And we eventually learn that, like, it's the, this woman was hired by the Joker mm-hmm. to, to, to be attacked. We um we. We see, okay, we see advanced reviews for this film. Yes. In, in a cameo from uh, Siskel and Ebert. Yes. Like, it's so good. It's so fucking good. So the Joker's going to go into production. And it's, he also calls people baby a lot. Like, like but like super accented and it's 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 it, it just it works yeah this this is hilarious and yeah. asriel really doesn't understand how to work in a situation like this mm-hmm. um uh, but then the issue does get stopped dead for like two pages when saint dumas uh talks to asriel it's like yeah we, we already know this moving yes, on it's literally just filling up pages you know, with shit we already know and um, we're building to like the joker shooting Asriel finding the film reels, finding things, going back to this 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 woman's college dorm, and we find her room, and we find Robin being flung to his death. Yes, um, which brings us to Detective Comics uh, six seventy two, great cover. Um, yeah, just love that one. Robin falling out, falling down there, and Asriel after him. Um, kind of mixed because it's a bait and switch. Uh, I don't really care. Like I get it. I get it's, why it's meant to sell copies. That's <laughs> that's all. It yeah. Is. Um, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. At this point, I was missing Tim. I'm like yeah. Oh like, yeah. I'm like we're really missing Tim. Like ooh ooh. Jean Paul may have to save Tim. Like that could be interesting. Where could this lead? And it's like oh it's 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 not Tim. It's the same Tim. girl from earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the Joker yells cut. He has a no Batman symbol on his cap. <laughs> um, like, the artists are clearly having fun with this. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's just a really fun Joker design, this this director look. <laughs> he, he, he strong arms the producers into giving him more money by threatening to kill his co-stars. Mm-hmm. Um... Um, he also we get another has scene of uh, We get another scene of Jean Paul uh, looking into his looking into Batman villains on the back ca- back computer. Um, Jean Paul is wearing these like goofy little glasses in this scene, which I think yeah, is really like, funny. It's so weird because Jean Paul Valley was introduced as like upstanding graduate student who could also fight, who also had the secret programming to fight crime. Yeah, and now he is evil megalomaniacal Asriel. Like, yeah. It's such um, a weird shift. 
Yeah. I do love the poster then that uh, Joker has for the death of Batman. You'll believe a Batman can die. <laughs> I'll give it four stars. Don't hit me again. Wham TV. A towering cinema achievement. I'd say that even if I didn't have a blowtorch held to my feet. <laughs> I have to say, I... it's the finest film of the year to date, or the Joker will kill my family. You've got to see this movie. My life depends on it. <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker presents a Paragon Pictures production of the death of Batman song, The Joker, Batman. Of course, he gives himself top billing, as he should. Yes. Um, <laughs> and a cast of a thousand killers, screenplay by The Joker, and music by The Joker, based on a psychotic obsession by The Joker. Directed like, by The Joker, a Joker production. Like, it's just, it's so good. I suitable for that. everyone except Batman. <laughs> Like, like there's 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 fun with it. You can see why these issues are such a respite. Yeah, um, yeah. you really need it. You really need it. And I mean, there's they're still like, there's still like the typical night quest issues in here, but like they are not as prevalent because we're have, we're actually telling a fun story with the Joker here. We're, oh. Things things are actually happening, mm-hmm. and some plot. And I will say this: the second and third issue does kind of drag a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, once Azrael actually gets into the picture, because he's kind of he really is of... the worst thing about this this whole thing, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like I-, I love I love that the Joker sets up a machine gun to kill uh to kill the cops, and has a has a giant Godzilla foot slam down has <laughs> just pelts Azrael with pies. It's, I, I it's think beautiful. they're just regular cream pies. I don't think they're probably like, <laughs> like it, the Joker's allowed to be funny. Yeah, um, as he should be. And oh, oh god, I, I forgot. I love the last page of this. Just the way the Joker's drawn there. <laughs> we 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 have to send up. We we send up Casablanca of yeah. all the gin joints in all the world. You do. You walk into mine. And the way he's, he's drawn there, it's beautiful. Um. We go into Detective Comics six seventy three, which is probably the weakest of the three part of this three parter. Um, yeah, but it's still pretty solid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like it. Um, I like some of the layouts in this one, especially this uh, this this spread on pages two and three. Yeah, I mean, it's clear that Graham Nolan is having fun with like playing up classic films and putting in like little film references here and there. Um, but this is the issue with the most Asriel. Yep. So, so what? <laughs> what else is gonna happen? Like um, the Joker being a drama queen, like is great. Like I love how it's like, God, I hate these last minute rewrites. I'll just have to save this scene for the in the editing room. It'll still be a cinema masterpiece. But what's this? Something's not right. Something I can't put my finger on. Something's different. The way he moves, the ferocity, the lack of grace, the sheer brutality. It's not him. And, like, you get this idea of, like, well, I'm done. It's it's, it's not Batman. Pack it up, boys. We're yep. going home. <laughs> it's the most, like, Mark Hamill-y moment <laughs> for the Joker in this whole thing. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yet, like, I don't think the man who killed Batman would have aired yet. Like, Probably not. But um, uh, but it's still great to see. I love it's it. just a great understanding of, of, of who the Joker is, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah. Um, he's more annoyed, yeah. like... I was ruined by an imposter, and then Siskel and Ebert give him two thumbs down, so mm. he shoots them both. There's then a musical number on a giant piano. 
Um, How? You know, this should have been all of Night Quest making a super edgy character have to deal with Silver Age shenanigans. Yes, yes, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I think like Azrael versus like a Silver Age two base would have been really funny. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Or yeah. you know what? You revived you revived Mister Freeze for this. You know who mm. they could have revived? Killer Moth. Ah, oh, yes, yes. Or just continue the ventriloquist plotline from, yeah. from yeah, Nightfall. That's right. We've stopped the ventriloquist. He is in this. It just totally ended. Like, I don't know. I would love to see more of that. I think mean, it'd be funny, but whatever. I, I think I, I, I'm now picturing the scene where Asriel rips Scarface off of off of Wesker's hand and just starts beating the shit out of the, out of the puppet. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I just want Azrael to be to be made a fool of. That that doesn't happen often enough here. <laughs> I mean, I, that's kind of the point is that he's a shit Batman, so it would work. Like, yeah, he he's a character not created to deal with this sort of Silver Age madness, mm-hmm. and the best thing they can do is put him into Silver Age madness. Yeah. Um, moving on to Shadow of the Bat number twenty four. Um, yes. Uh, this is the only. Shadow of the Bad issue I didn't really love. Actually, I, no, there were I dislike the message of this story. Yeah, I, sorry, I there, really there, were two, there were two of them, actually. But this is the first of those two. I, I think, I, I will say, I think Grant is at least trying to paint the messages as real being in the wrong. I, well, yeah, I mean, I think every writer is hopefully writing. Is hopefully writing. Is hopefully writing from, this, from the perspective that Azrael is not a good person. Um, However, this, 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 this tackles immigration. Mm-hmm. and it doesn't do it particularly well yeah um there is a pretty funny bit in this where azure starts speaking perfect spanish and his inner monologue is like oh my god i can speak spanish <laughs> yes because it's the idea that the system has given him all this hidden knowledge that it, that'll just pop up yeah. which could be an interesting idea but like none of the writers do anything with it mm-hmm. like grant is clearly coming the closest with being like he can speak spanish mm-hmm. um yeah, this is an issue of, uh, of, you know, an immigrant uh, who uh, is, is undocumented and is being threatened by some street-level crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, we should also mention, we won't really see another supervillain until, I, I think, Shadow of the Bat 26, I think. Uh... I can't even... Oh, yeah. Well, you get... See, it's not even, like, actual Clayface, though, in that. I mean, it is. It's one of the Clayfaces. Yeah. I, but, like, I don't know. I don't think it's, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's at least a supervillain who so I... It's about the closest you'll get. <laughs> yeah, who I actually felt something for, but... um, Yeah. Uh, well... Oh, wait. And then I, I just realized what's coming next after this on... on, mm-hmm. on because yep. of... Oh boy, we're gonna have to bring that up. Okay, uh, yeah. So this, you know, Azriel speaks perfect Spanish, beats these muggers, but like, okay, I'm perfectly fine skipping over pretty much the rest of this issue. Yeah, he, 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 he <laughs> the thing is, is you think, oh, he's gonna do a good deed by saving this woman's baby, and that's sweet, but it heavily implies he turns her in to be deported at the end. Yeah, and that's shitty. It's shitty. Mm-hmm. I honestly I expected better from Alan Grant. Like, yeah. Um, and now we start the the main plot 
and th- we introduced the, the, main. the main villain <laughs> of Night Quest. Mind uh, you, we are how many? Uh, this two, is three, four, see, five, six, was... seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I've tapped my that issues. Was, that was sixteen 12, issues. 13. Yeah, we're over halfway now. Yeah, um, this is issue sixteen, and we're just now introducing the main villain. Uh, this is Batman five oh five, and because at this point a certain event <laughs> was happening at DC Comics in the annuals. Well, look, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the return of Bloodlines. <laughs> this. Part of me wants to be really happy that we're doing this, but also, this is not nearly as fun as all the Bloodlines issues back in Death and Return of Superman. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Bloodlines was just so edgy, right? Like, it was so edgy 90s. Mm -hmm. But it was at least, a lot of it was, like, paralleled with interesting characters like, um, like Connor Kent and Steel, even the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman, who, yeah, Cyber Superman's kind of edgy 90s, but less so there's an actual character there and motivation mm-hmm. and things this yeah. is just we're bringing in some of the bloodlines heroes yep to, to and... team up with asriel mind you i checked into the event bruce did get one annual where it was bruce's batman hey um, that's one nice. hero the other like the other three because the annuals were for batman detective comics shadow of the bat and legend and legends of the dark knight um, like all four got bloodlines tie-ins. Um three of them were with Azrael. Mm-hmm. I am I want to see the Bloodlines Omnibus released even more now just to see how terrible they were. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. so this okay. Fitting a bloodline sort of follow-up. This is called Blood Kin. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And we open on just a gruesome, edgy page of a family being slaughtered. Um, So, well, well, I mean, to be fair, the family has already been slaughtered. Yeah, yeah, but we see the aftermath, and it's bloody. We get a full three pages of St. Dumas. Oh, my God. I'm so sick of St. Dumbass. I can't. I can't. (laughs) No, yeah, you have to. So, okay. (laughs) So, our villain is abattoir <laughs> i don't know what is what it is with this storyline and these french sounding names i don't know i don't know anything I'm, oh my god i think this is breaking me this is this, this is are we it. gonna have an attack of the cyberman commentary flashback oh my god i can't fucking do this dude this is so fucking boring <laughs> yeah it's well we're gonna power through oh it god. um Okay, so, we don't have that much more to go realistically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and hey, 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 some of the issues that we have left are good. And you know, so so Abattoir is is a butcher who's killing his family, mm-hmm. right? And then and and like cool, cool. That gets us through like the first half of the issue. Mm-hmm. And then we get a charity dinner, and yep. we get a cameo from Leslie Tompkins. Yeah, that's nice to see. Who uh is is fun. Um we find out, you know, Bruce Wayne from the Wayne Foundation couldn't be here tonight, which is is a shame. Like, but we brought in Mr. Graham Etchison, Etchison being, you know, Abattoir's real name. So, you know, this is this is a victim, and mm-hmm. um, so you know, you know, we 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 sort of do some okay okay parallels with with Azrael chasing um. But instead of going after Graham, Abattoir becomes a bus driver. 
mm-hmm. kills a bus driver, and uh, and Azrael fights him, and 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 the bus driver falls off a cliff, and and and, and we think, you know what? I thought at this point, like, oh, this is this is it. We we will never see this character again. You'd think so. You'd think so. So. You okay. know what I think the I think you know what I think the difference is between you and me reading this, Jacob. Yeah. I think so. Like, like, like you're like annoyed by this as, as about as much as I am. But I think this is this is my second time reading it. I've read this entire thing twice. This is true. I've just, only experienced it once. Oh my god, this is killing me. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, again, a lot of the problem is. There isn't a whole lot of interesting shit to say. Like, yeah, um, like it's so I guess I, this is going to be our probably our shortest n- night nightfall saga episode. Just yeah, I, th- just I, th- I think it'll probably be under two hours if I were to guess. Very possibly because um, we're an hour 20 in right now. So so who knows? yeah, so we're now we're uh, at Shadow of the Bat 25. This is the other Shadow Grant one that I did not like. Well, um, you want to know why that is? You want to know why that is? You want to know why that is? Because tell, uh, me, tell me why that is. Because it's a fucking bloodlines tie-in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do think the corrosive man has a really cool design, though. It's a cool design, really cool yeah. design. It's very green. It's like acid. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then there's Joe Public. Joe Public. Joe Public. <laughs> Who's a who's a cop? Like he's yep. he's a cop. That's all he is. That's that's the whole gimmick. He's just a I, cop. I, and like okay, I don't know who created Joe Public. Um, <laughs> Garth Ennis, because Garth Ennis created a Bloodlines character, um, uh, called called Hitman. Um, yeah, didn't, and, we read, didn't we read with Hitman? Yeah, I think so. For uh, I, I like, I think he cameoed at one point in something. Yeah, uh, I've yes. had Hitman before. Yeah, so I'm or maybe I was up... thinking of my own Garth Ennis reading. I don't oh, know. Sh- you know what? Joe Public is a character created by Alan Grant. Oh, that hurts. That... Is this his first appearance? This is his second appearance. Mm. His first appearance was in the Shadow of the Bat Annual Number One. Ugh, God. Which this is a direct follow up to, mm. because. Um, okay. So, he, like, again, we get reference to the Bloodlines aliens here. Like, they get name-dropped. Mm-hmm. Which are the actually, like, kind of cool and interesting thing about Bloodlines. Yeah. Um, so the Corrosive Man is is a villain. Um, we, we, we imply, like, so, so Joe Public has also been working with Star Labs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not an interesting character. He's he's not great. He's, no, I, I think he's almost he, may, maybe he's supposed to be like a Captain America parody. Maybe, maybe, maybe Alan Grant is trying to say something more than this is a cop. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a cop. He's yeah. That's again, that's the whole gimmick. He's just he's just but it a doesn't cop. it doesn't help that he's paired with Azriel, who like who's just a religious cop. Um. <laughs> Joey, that's just a, that's basically just <laughs> that's a just a cop. Yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> um, we're coming out with so many singers. Oh fuck! Can we, oh, can we just go on to the next one? <laughs> um, yeah. So the corrosive man is a man of acid who, you know what? I'm gonna say it. Deserves some fucking sympathy. Like, 
this, I don't know. He might be a murderer, but like he's made of acid. Somebody show some sympathy. Somebody call in Superman. Like, do something. Do something. Because Superman's alive at this point. Um, and so he stops, and Joe Public kind of is like, oh, I'm, I actually have feelings about being a hero. Um, and he, he also has absorption powers, so he absorbs the corrosive man's powers and then feels sympathy because the corrosive man is, you know, constantly in pain, which is a fascinating fucking idea for a character, but nothing's you know, done. I with read it. this thing twice and I forgot until you mentioned it there that Joe Public actually had powers. Yeah, he has <laughs> powers. It's absorby powers. Um, yeah, it's, oh my God. it's a thing. Moving on. Batman 506. 506 which... And the first the first sin that Batman 506 makes is a Kelly Jones cover I don't love. Yeah, it's kind of bland. Yeah. Yeah. Um but also this is another Bloodlines follow-up. Yep. Um so this issue is called Malevolent Maniacs. Mm-hmm. Spelled M-A-N-I-A-X-E because it's the 90s and spelling things wrong is just a thing that the was, 90s did. It was just did. the thing to do. It was the thing to do. Um, um, oh, God. So, uh, wait. Uh, you know what? Mike Manley and Joe Rubenstein are on the art, and I like their art. It's good art. Yeah. Um, so, we we have... Uh, we have a guy trying to put a contract to um, on to Abattoir, mm-hmm. which, like, that could be interesting, but we don't actually follow up. The, the contact is the contract is issued. Um, and then, you know, we, we see. We OK. So. We have. Okay, how do I explain? I'm I'm struggling to find the words, Joey. Let me tell you, Jacob. Jacob, I'm not going to be able to help you much. We I have, have, an, we have I a have film noir parody Jacob. with some dialogue of three nights later, a teetotaler addicted to diet soda makes the rounds of the hardest drinking dives in town. His name is Kelvin Mao. Okay, so this is where my one of my two notes comes from, uh, which is I just quoted the line, I didn't say I was easy, I'm a Republican. <laughs> Which this is this is ballistic. <laughs> this is ballistic. And, again, uh, again, not the Garth Ennis creation. No. Which you know what? I have reservations about reading Ennis, but I feel like Ennis might be a bit more competent than whatever's going for in these. I don't um, know what you think Ennis is, but it's nothing close to this. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid of Ennis's dark and edgy side, okay? That okay. scares well, me. Well as you should be. Ennis Ennis is a is a dark and edgy writer, but also really fun. <laughs> like you say that, but I don't know. Um we get oh God, we get these goons mm-hmm. who one of them has a bullseye on his chest and a, a thing and it's the designs are weird and pretty bland and just they're, they're mercenaries, I guess. Um uh, oh we oh, that's right, I forgot we get a scene uh 
with Bruce Wayne in this. Yeah, we get a tiny scene. It's two with panels. Bruce. It is exactly two panels long. I noted this. I also I also noted there's a Tim cameo. Yep. There's a Tim cameo. Oh my god, these characters are doing something. Like just they're not just waiting while Azrael just does the same thing over and over again. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so my only other note on this is I I just drew, you know that emoji with the, the, the eyes, like the rolling eyes and the disappointed expression? I just, yeah. drew, I just drew that. That's yeah, it. so like, so, <laughs> so, so Ballistic meets Asriel, mm-hmm. um, and that's how we end the issue. And Ballistic has such a 90s design. No, oh, it's, it's actually a, a terrible design. Um, so that leads into Batman 507. Which, which called... also has a J- Kelly Jones cover I don't love. Yes. It's a little better than the last one. But... Um, uh, Jim Ballant is, is on art for the interiors on this issue. Hey, that's, 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 that's nice. That's, that's nice marginally nice. Yeah. Look, you know I... what? I think Jim, Jim Ballant draws the best Azrael suit. He probably does. I mean, I mean, we've said it before. The suit was originally designed by Joe Quesada. Mm-hmm. Um, so that works. It works. Um. This is another nothing issue. Um, yeah, it's, it's more bloodlines tie-ins. I, I, I feel like I feel bad for our listeners. Yeah, honestly, I I feel like this is not gonna make a, a, a fun to listen to episode unless you just like hearing me go insane. Like I just yeah, like <laughs> if you going insane. Well, I'm here trying to like keep my notes in order and at least say things that I want to say. But we're in the stretch where there are issues where I have very few notes yeah um, there's just not much to say here like okay yeah there's I almost get it. a three Blood, stooges Blood act with the mercenaries there's a there's a casino called the queen of denial mm-hmm. which is fun which, um yeah sure <laughs> jim Ballant gets to draw showgirls there is mm-hmm. a one panel cameo from tim drake and huntress <laughs> I can't. I fucking can't. Oh it's one God. of those things, right? Where like these little, these just these tiny little bits tell you that like these you characters need are here. More. That's all they're saying. They're not even saying anything interesting. It's just oh well, the characters still exist. Don't forget that. It's just it honestly, it, it feels. I wonder if these like bloodlines tie-ins were, were were mandated by someone, so it was like, well, oh, most definitely, most most definitely. Like you do not need them. Um, you know, ballistic uses guns. Here's the problem, right? Is that it's clearly a character like ballistic is like meant to parallel Bruce's aversion to guns, but Asriel has no such aversion to guns. He has been using guns this entire time. They are just Batman themed guns. They're basically guns with a Batman sticker on them and <laughs> wrist mounted. Like, yeah, like Fra- this is Frank Miller. Eat your heart out. Yeah. Um, in, in places, um, and we get some nicely drawn action, more mobsters, um, and we we find Henry Etchison, who is one of the Etchisons that you know is clearly there. Um, and we end the issue with this idea that Abattoir is already dead, except yes. he's not actually dead, because um, he's the main villain of Night Quest technically, mm-hmm. and that's where it ends. And now we get two back to back shout of the bad issues. Yeah, uh, and these are pretty decent. They're decent. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Mainly because they you actually get some interesting characters for Asriel to play off of. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's My, like, I do uh, have one big complaint with these two, is that for some reason, Alan Grant's usually... Shit. <laughs> Alan Grant's usually way better than with this, but uh, I find these issues very wordy for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it feels like... Because I looked into who these characters are, and, and these are specific characters from, like, a Marv Wolfman story, like, pre... Like, I, I think like um set immediately after lonely place of dying like sort of in that interim like mm, okay. like tim hasn't quite become robin yet um so like it's just batman on his own well well tim is training to become robin like so it's a thing where like it was like all four clay faces i guess like had a team up mm-hmm. which sounds like an awesome story much rather be reading that than night quest at this point Yep. Um, because, you know, it's Marv Wolfman. Um, literally, at this point, the only thing getting me through is, like, I know that Dick Grayson has to show up at some point. He has to show up at some <laughs> point. We, we, Tim, you had, I, I know the last issue of this sequence is a Robin issue. So Tim Drake mm-hmm. is going to show up in some large capacity. Yep. Um, but, yes. So, Shadow the Bat. This is Creatures of Clay. Uh, Brett Blevins is on art. It's very wordy. Mm. Um, we're following up the kids that, uh, Asriel saved from the bus. Yes. Um, yeah. who all clearly need therapy. Yes. Um, I don't know if they had an idea for what they were going to do with these kids cause they really don't. Um, we do have, you know, the GCPD actually trying to protect av- Avatar's relatives. Um, and you have Asriel once again doing street crime when he is attacked by a clay gargoyle. Mm-hmm. which is honestly great inciting incident very fun some yeah. great action uh we do get some we can figure out that this is lady clayface who vanished months ago despite the fact that asriel shouldn't necessarily know that um because he never faced her yep that makes no sense i mean like 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 here's the thing like you could just say oh, yeah asriel like looked it up in his own time on his own time but like I don't know if he had to look up big villains like Joker and Catwoman. Like, I really doubt he knew about Lady Clayface and, and Preston <laughs> Payne. The like, who's what Clayface three? I think so. Three. Yeah. I want to say uh, three. Yeah. Three. Cool design. Very. I, I like that. Like, they've kind of given each of the Clayfaces something a bit different. Like, mm-hmm. like, like that's cool. Cool design. I wouldn't be surprised if if Wolfman had something to do with that design. Mm. Um, and we, and this is all this is like a love story where 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 Preston Payne Clayface is injured and Lady Clayface is trying to save him, mm. and it's honestly their relationship is sweet. Like yeah, it's nice. It, it's it's nice. I uh, um honestly, but I also said this would have way more of an impact on the story if it wasn't Asriel. Like yeah, yeah, like, if, if yeah, if Bruce dealt with the situation, like you could you you could see like. I don't know. There's a lot more potential here, but yeah, like this, uh, but again, this Azrael, and Azrael has gone through no development as a character, so he hasn't changed. Remember, this is in in the Shadow of the Bad issue before last. He gave mm-hmm. up an undocumented immigrant to the police. Yes, who wasn't doing any sort of crime. She was just trying to find her child. Yes. Um, and Preston Payne, like again abducts one of the Etchison's 
Asriel's attacked, um, and that's where the issue ends. It's interesting. It's fun, but you're lacking the impact. You need yeah. You you need Bruce. I think uh, Shadow about twenty seven comes out a little bit better. See, um, I actually found I like twenty six a little bit more. I think I felt twenty seven felt a little bit samey that we were rehashing a couple things from last issue. Um, that's that's possible. Um, I, I do like that you know Clay they they have a child. And mm-hmm. I, I like the theme of trying to get their, ch- like, save their children. Um, but Avatar's back and he's, like, looking at this child, looking after this child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's sweet. Like, the flashbacks to 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 uh, Preston Payne and Lady Clayface sort of, like, bonding over the child. This child is called Cassius Clay. Cute name, like... It's kind of an aw. This is cute. I think Cassie's Clay becomes a villain at some point because Clayface, but mm-hmm. still, like, it's it's sweet. It's nice to see almost a semi-reformed villain, villains trying to just live their lives. But then Asriel's there, um, and you could do something really, really interesting with Asriel wanting to save a child, right? Yeah. Like, like. But, but Azrael clearly just would not care. Uh, and does not care. care. Does not care. Um, like yeah. there's a ransom note. Um, they they end up, you know, finding, uh, you know, they, 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 we end up finding the baby. And Azrael only makes the situation worse. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't save it. The baby grows wings so it can Clay fly. wings, which I thought was a pretty funny moment. It's a funny image, but it's like, yeah. aw, it's kind of sweet that the kid can save himself when you have terrible light, ter- the terribleness that is Azrael. Mm-hmm. And he's, he um, catches the baby and gives it back to his parents. Um, and Amortoire has, uh, has gotten away, of course. Um, and has captured... Uh, Graham Etchison, the, the cousin that he's been after, and he's sort of in this. Um, so you know, in the Princess Bride, the um, <laughs> I know exactly. You know yes, the scene. I know exactly where Wesley comes back about. to life. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that scene, but it's a death trap. Yes. <laughs> like, like. Oh it's... my god, that last panel is so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um... Jesus. Um, just like we're doing family bond now interestingly we did have a slight respite that isn't included in your collection of a showcase issue featuring the penguin that sounds nice it's actually really nice because oswald cobblepot pot is like you idiots realize that it's clearly not batman right like yeah every villain is allowed to be intelligent more intelligent than jim gordon which is a damn shame like yeah um so that moves us into detective Uh, Oh yeah, we're starting this plot. Detective six seventy four. I hate this plot. Here we go. I hate this plot. These are these are villains, Gunhawk and Gunbunny. Um, you know what? It feels. I can see where people might think this is meant to be a satire with names like Gunhawk and Gunbunny. Yeah, yeah, but again, these are the Dixon issues, so yeah. So uh, I don't think it's satire. I think Dixon is just writing like that. Yeah. Um, okay, this is what, 674? Uh, yeah, 674. So my, my primary note on this one is, what the fuck is this plot? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, at least 
We get At a fair bit of bullet content. As real being a detective, like yeah, and uh, and you inter- gets interact with Bullock a fair bit here. Yeah, um, I like so that. Nice. Yeah, um, but that's about I'll the only s- thing I really like here. Yeah, so um, so, Gunhawk and Gun Buddy are a couple, and 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 Gunhawk is like this dude bro that like I don't know. <laughs> that's about all I can extreme, tell you about them. Extreme guns are cool. Look, look. Yeah. Okay, Gunhawk, tiny penis. Kind of compensating for quite a bit. Yes, there. absolutely. Um, like, like the, the, a lot of these later issues just kind of devolve into guns firing, and like you, you try to wrap your head around it, mm-hmm. but you can't, because um, you know, um, like there's there's nothing there's nothing to wrap your head around, um, especially since this issue is this issue is a Chuck Dixon issue, um, and like so. The Bullock Asriel interactions are are fun. Mm-hmm. Like Asriel does some like researching into like who Gunhawk is, and um, we we see their layer and it's my god, it's, even it's out exactly of what you think it would be. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, a better writer would make this would be this have this seeping with irony, but I I think Dixon's just horny for guns. Yeah. Yeah, like, and then we there, there's this later scene like towards the end where they like shoot up. Uh, it's the uh, welcome to the '94 Soldier for Hire World Expo. <laughs> yeah, like they just start shooting. Yep. They also don't have any characterization. Like no, no. Like, like I said, like the only thing I can tell you is, is like Gunhawk's a dude, bro, and that a that's... dude, bro, with big muscles. Yeah, and and um, and Gun Bunny and, and Gun Bunny has no personality. Like well, she's 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 eye candy. She's something yeah. for the dads. But also, like, even that doesn't entirely work because their costumes, like, don't reflect what they're trying to be as characters at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Except for the the bandana that Gunhawk wears, I guess. Yeah, because it's an American flag bandana, and... Yeah, there's no shred of irony. We end in a gunfight, and there's just destruction, and you just see, oh, look, Asriel's, I guess, being pushed to a brink, but not really. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So, we, uh, Batman Bat- 508. Yeah, this is I actually, said, this one I actually kind of enjoyed, I think. This at least, my note was, my first note was, this at least has Tim Drake. Like, yeah, yeah, there's that, and a, and a fair bit of him, actually. Um, yes. we follow up on the abattoir thing back from, uh, uh, Shadow. Um, he still has, uh, uh, fucking Graham. His Graham. cousin That's Graham. His That's it fucking name and, and and the idea is they're doing the giles Corey death of more weight and they're they're gonna be they're, he's, he's pressing him till dead mm-hmm. um and he doesn't know asriel doesn't know where it is um but we do have tim back in the bat cave um yep. at the bat computer which is very good um you sort of see sort of just uh like the the targets that have been destroyed all the case like all the glass cases are still destroyed um and you know, uh, I don't know. Tim being here just is like, oh, good. Mm-hmm. We we have a character who actually has some sort of agency and can develop and make things, yeah. make plot things happen. And Tim actually does like get involved in the in the fighting of Abattoir. Um, he does detective work because Tim is very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Azriel's kind of just running like a chicken with his head cut off. He gets yep. shot in the head, and you see like a, a bullet hole into the into the into the into the costume, which doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he eventually finds Abattoir and it's like, oh, I need vengeance. And Tim's like, oh, well, Jean-Paul figured it out first. He's made contact, but, you know. And then, yeah, and then there's, like, this bit where Abattoir is, like, hanging above. What is he hanging above? What is this a, a pit of? <laughs> um, molten metal, because we're, we're, we're in an iron foundry. Like, That's right. And as, as like, Abattoir is hanging there, like, Azrael is haunted by visions of St. Dumbass. And, uh, and Tim comes in and, and stops Jean-Paul from losing his mind. And, well, he, yeah, uh, that... And then, uh, what is it? Because Graham then dies. Yeah, Graham dies. That, Graham yeah, pretty, dies. A, a pretty horrible death. And then um, Abattoir also dies. Yes. Like, and that's, that's the end of that. <laughs> and that's, like, that's a great ending? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a great ending, and, like... It's a little abrupt, but I think... It's it abrupt. At, at this point now, Jean-Paul Valley's allowed to actually have a character because he's now murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's kind of fascinating to me, because he hasn't had a character through this entire time. Like he's been in this holding pattern, but now it's like, okay, we're wrapping things up. Like we are in the last three issues now. Um, um, One of which is not good, but uh, the other two, I'm guessing you're mean, you, uh, 675 is not good. Yeah. 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 It's quite fascinating because I'm like, I have, I have plenty of notes on shadow of the bat 28 and on Robin number seven, but I love the cover of shadow of the bat 28. God, it's heartbreaking and gorgeous. Okay, yeah, this is, as the cover indicates, Commissioner Gordon, The Long Dark Knight. Yes. This is um, Alan Grant, perhaps at his at his best, mm-hmm. um, doing a very focused character study. Um, while Jim, yeah, uh, and, Jim uh, Gordon, with this idea that Gotham is falling apart without Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Azrael reflecting a lot on uh, on Avatar's death, um, and the Gordon... fact that like basically every villain. Except Joker, I think that's supposed to be Joker. Um, in the upper right is basically accounted for. Like, mm-hmm. there's, it's like, oh well, there's, you know, I'm my righteous crusade has to still go on because there's always another enemy to fight, but like, the city can't. Like, it's like you you can't one man can't defeat crime. Yeah. Uh, like. Batman can make it better and make it easier, but he can't defeat all of crime. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the point of this issue. Like, you see... And I, I love, like, sort of Jim's first appearance, where it's, like, right, I'm trying... I want every I want every unit uh, to, on it, top priority. I want Graham Etchison found. And, and they find him. The and nightmare uh, happens. Yeah. Like, he's... He is dead. Batman has failed, and Gordon is very aware of this. Jean-Paul and... Valley is being haunted by the fact that he killed a man. Because mm-hmm. this is the first time where it feels like like Jean-Paul Valley, the person, has actually shown up for yeah. like, like since or since, since Nightfall. Like mm-hmm. uh, like Bullock and, Mont- Bullock and Montoya are on the case. Sarah's trying to comfort her husband. I love the way they find Ashison. Like. The way that is drawn is striking. Oh, so yeah. It's beautiful. Um, uh, Brett Blevins does the art. Yeah. On this Blevins issue. does a great job on this issue. It all leads, leads to, this, leads to this great scene about a little over halfway through the issue um, where Azrael and Gordon come face to face. And Gordon is just so done with this guy. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a great scene. And Gordon, in his rage, like goes to like punch Azrael um, and almost falls off the building. And Azrael like stops him from falling. Um, and Asriel just has this like almost fascist monologue of 
um, you know, uh, it's like on the contract commissioner, human life means everything to me. Decent human life, which already as a concept, terrifying, like human life yeah. is human life. Mm-hmm. Um, if what you say was true, commissioner, I'd let you fall to your death right now. Unless one of us changes his attitude, the friction between us can only grow. Understand this. I am the Batman. I will always be the Batman and I will cleanse the city my way. It's moments like that. I got to ask, what kind of voice are you envisioning for uh, Azrael as Batman? I'm envisioning something nowhere near as deep as Bruce's voice. Mm. Something slightly more, slightly higher pitch. I think definitely something modulated. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be modulated. There is definitely a voice modulator under there. Mm -hmm. Um, But like very, very direct and forceful. And I'm, (laughs) it's also very different from Jean Palvalli outside of the system and the St. Dumas stuff. Like, yeah, like Jean Paul Valley is a person I imagine as almost normal person who's trying his best, whereas this is human as a monster. Yeah, because like, yeah, he is a monster. It's uh, it's like, great. Gordon draws uh, his fucking gun and is ready to shoot. Mm-hmm. Azrael wow. leaves and, and Gordon then smashes the bat signal. And it's, oh, it's such a good moment. I love that. Azrael <laughs> even says, don't use the signal again unless it's important. You know what happened to the boy who cried wolf. Oh, God. So, like, the bat signal, which has just been repaired from Nightfall, basically, mm-hmm. is shattered. And we see just mass hysteria, violence yeah, on the street. We, we spend the rest of the issue of, like, just Azrael just beating on the criminals of Gotham. Um, and it, 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 it's, it feels especially brutal because of the events that precede it. And we're actually using storytelling to drive the, the to, to drive the brutalness of Azrael as a character and, and, and to show like, like how that has changed him. Um, so I, 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 I love, I love, I love the closing monologue when it comes, when it comes to Jim, he feels, he feels old before his time weary. He tells himself everything changes. This is the modern world. Things have to be different. But he wonders why all the changes seem to be for the worse. He wonders why a week doesn't pass without his men bringing in some 11-year-old with a gun already sporting notches. He wonders where his friend went, why he feels so hopelessly alone, why he feels so betrayed. Oh, God. And that's only used to foreshadow the fact that Asriel is making something to become the ultimate Batman. Yeah. Which, um, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really strong stuff, and I think that's definitely the best issue of this whole collection, in oh, my yeah. opinion. It's it's great. Like <clears throat> the the actual conclusion to the arc is is really damn good, but we don't get there. It takes yeah. way too long to get there. Like I struggled with funeral for a friend, but like funeral for a friend, the issues the issues that were bad there were just kind of meh. Like just, yeah. just kind of meh. Yeah bit overly long but but you know clearly clearly we were like we we needed to fill some time and they at least each issue at least had some sh- really strong character moments mm-hmm. because you have all the superman supporting cast yeah um re- reflecting on his death plus some justice league appearances whereas this you have asriel like this is the first time where we've actually spent some genuine time with a supporting cast member mm-hmm. we could have spent so much more time like watching the Azrael gordon relationship like grow and strain and then eventually break in this moment and we skipped right to the breaking and the breaking is good but we missed so much development up to that point um that could have been really strong but whatever uh so this is detective comics 675 yeah um this i did not love (laughs) Uh, i love the i like the opening 
um, like the first yeah. page yeah. of okay, this is bad. This is Asriel using guns. Mm-hmm. Um, this is called Midnight Duel. It's messy. He builds himself some fucking flamethrowers, but but here's the problem. This issue one, we go back to the gun hawk and gun bunny because yep. oh look, written by Chuck Dixon. Yep. And, and Dixon has. Dixon isn't, like, a terrible writer. No, Dixon wrote a lot of really great issues in this stuff so far. Like, I mean, he wrote the whole Joker three-parter in this. Um, There are things where the man Chuck Dixon will become kind of shines through. And a lot of this just turns out into a firefight. Like, yeah. That that, that is this whole issue. And I am perfectly fine skipping over most of this. Yes. I I like the idea of of, of Jean-Paul Valley giving himself over to the system and essentially losing himself completely. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some problems with that, mainly because we haven't had nearly enough time throughout Night Quest with John Paul Valley, the man. Like, mm-hmm. we've we, he's really kind of given himself over to the system before this. There really wasn't that internal struggle. So much of this issue that it's just a firefight. Like, it's 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 guns blazing. It is 20 pages of the 90s, 90s, the most 90s, 90s mm-hmm. that we've ever 90s. Like. <laughs> When I th- like, if I think of '90s comics, I'm going to think of this, and not in a good way. Which is, yeah. which is a thing because, like, in terms of like DC, DC avoided quite a few of the pitfalls of the '90s, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, because yeah. they were they, they were able to avoid it, and they were able to bring themselves out of the '90s, say earlier than apparently Marvel, which had the Clone Saga for go on go on way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a flamethrower. Um, we eventually defeat Gunhawk, who, because I guess Gun Bunny is out of commission from yeah, last time. She's in the hospital, <clears throat> and, and uh, that's that's pretty much that. That's all it is. I don't know. There's not much here to talk about. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, and, and we end on a very nice image, and that's sort of where the arc ends. Now, let's just take a brief moment to talk about the search because. It's at this point where in in the Omni collection, this is where the search happens. Like, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot. It's great. Uh, you have Bruce in a wheelchair for most of it, but he's still you know intelligent. Alfred is there. Alfred pretends. Alfred dons the cape and cowl at one point because Bruce is still running himself ragged. Mm-hmm. It's it's mostly written by Denny O'Neill. Um, it's seven issues, and it ends with Chandra being saved. But sadly, she's uh, had some regression issues because uh, she's related to a villain. A lot of it takes place in England. Uh, there's a the first couple issues are Justice League Task Force issues, so they feature uh, Bronze Tiger and Green Arrow and a third character who I will not say the name of because the name's a slur. Oh, is it the the Green Lantern character? Uh, uh, no, it's a different character. Oh, different slur. Huh. This is a Romany slur. Starts with the letter G. Oh, okay. Oh, well, all right. Yeah, Yeah, that one's a slur. Um, But it's it's great issues. Um, We actually get to see Bruce focusing on things. Alfred Alfred ends up leaving Bruce, like, in anger, because Bruce will not just relax. And it's it's beautifully tragic. And, you know, it it ends on a great note. And then he eventually, you know, basically gets a message that things have gone wrong from Tim so that we can lead into Robin number seven, which is our Night last West. issue here. The um, conclusion. The conclusion. Um, first off, I love Tom Grummet's artwork in this. 
so good. I, also, he does the cover, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you have Tim like straight on the cover, um, and because we focus this issue so much on Tim, it just feels everything feels right, right? Like mm-hmm. like we open with Tim just passed out at home, sleep deprived, still dressed as Robin. Um, and his, it's like, oh shit, my housekeeper's home. Can't let her see my secret identity, which is great. Uh, like, Tim Drake as a character really shines here. Like, he's, I really want to kind of almost just read some of this Robin run in general, just because. I mean, I suppose you could if you wanted to. I don't think yeah. we're ever, we're probably not going to cover on the podcast. Yeah, but like, um, he's just, he's a great character. It's, yeah, it's a yeah, great thing. awesome. Yeah. You, you, he has lunch with Bruce, who Bruce kind of wants to retire. Tim hasn't quite filled him in on everything. Mm-hmm. His dad um, has come back from recovery, and it's such a sweet scene, like that reuniting of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bruce meets up with Jack, and they go back to his house, and it's nice. It's, it, it, there are just some really nice scenes here. Um, Bruce finds out, because this is the first time that he's finding out that uh, Azrael killed Abattoir, right? Yeah, this is the first time. It's like, wait. And Bruce is like, okay, why didn't you tell me? And I love that Bruce treats Tim with respect, like a like a like a partner, but also realizes Tim is still a teenager. Like Bruce realizes that he was in the wrong for putting so much on a kid's shoulders, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like right, we're gonna fix this. We're breaking into the Batcave, and they break into the Batcave. And they are soon met by Azrael, who is who takes a very firm stance on what he's doing with the Batman mantle, which is that Bruce will never get it back. And he he tosses Bruce into the back computer and tells him to never come back. And um, <clears throat> uh, basically, you know, just solidifying Bruce's decision that he has to take a mantle back from Azrael. Um, Tim gets him. to chase and try to run Azrael off the road, which I, I love this extended car chase. Oh yeah, it's really nice. Um, it's got some great infer- great inner monologue from Tim. Sadly, gets into a car crash and doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. And we end the issue partially on that. You know, he's just like, "Well, I'm going to have to bring in someone who's a who who is you know who is a master at these sort of things who can train me back to be Batman again." And like you know, she, she but she, it's like. Oh, I can think of one who might be interested in having me as a student, but she might want my soul in exchange. Good night, Tim. Ooh, hot, so good. It is so such good. a good ending. And, and Tim's looking over his father, and that's where we end. Night that quest is, where we leave off. Night is quest. over. It's oh, done. Finally, finally, and uh, we I, are. We now only have another six hundred odd pages to go in the Nightfall Saga. <laughs> however, these six hundred odd pages are probably better than these six they are most definitely better than these 600 odd pages Um, so so. what's interesting is there's a i'll say it there is a good story in night quest buried under all of this Mm, but it's buried deep buried very very deep i would say um the part of the problem is asriel's you know just so blatantly losing it from the beginning and not descending like he's already descended so we're just waiting for the breaking point but we're not building up any a good writer would build up tension to get to that breaking point but we don't do that um 
and John Paul Valley again. He's lacking an identity. Um, really, Selena Kyle's the only character with intelligence, and Tim being sidelined for so much of this is a problem. Yeah. We need some sort of this story is lacking some sort of grounding, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, which is interesting because as we're recording this, I've seen some threads on Twitter about superhero movies that have lacked human grounding of non-powered side characters. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh, that's oh, exactly you're with the Daredevil stuff. Yeah, with the, with the Daredevil stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. It was also I think I think it was a Gail Simone thread that I initially saw, or something mm. she might have retweeted. Um, and that's kind of and it kind of clicked. That's part of the problem here, is that we yeah. don't have that grounding of another character who is mm-hmm. interacting enough with with with, with Asriel. Yeah. And that could have been Tim. And like, I get Tim being pushed away at the beginning, but we spend so long before Tim shows up again in any like actual capacity. Yeah. Um, um, but this is stuff that we've gone over so many times lot. throughout this episode. This is, I, I hate to end it on kind of a quiet <laughs> note. Like it's just not great. It's, it's, it's just, it, it, it's not great. It's like, uh, it's not offensively bad. Like, no, that's a silver lining. And there are good individual issues. Mm-hmm. But you need... One, they took way too long. And, like, looking at Night's End, the way it's set up, it's clear that that, that was a problem because it meant that they had to compress Night's End because there was a big event coming. Yep. A big DC Universe event that, that Bruce Wayne had to be a part of. Yep. Um, Just sucks. Oh, God. Um, anyway, that was Night Quest. Um, it's it's one you can skip a lot of. Yeah. Uh, next time we're covering Night's End, we are finishing the Nightfall saga on Fresh Face Comics. Um, to give you guys an idea of what's coming up on the podcast after that, uh, episode 40 will be another Batman episode. Then we are in the home stretch of our 1 to 50. Uh, yeah, range. we begin the 1 to 50 countdown, like our yeah. countdown to episode 50. Yeah. Uh, now, I will say, I... Uh, I don't know what episode 40 is. I do have a very strong guess, um, mm. which is very possibly correct. Uh, I do know what 41 is. Because, um, yeah, we're we planning on guest stuff for yes, that. Uh, um, but we'll leave that for, I guess, episode 40 when we talk about it more. When we talk about it, I'm, um, excited, to re- I'm excited to reveal that one. because I'm. I'll say this. Um, and this is the first time I'm ever telling you about this. So to give you an idea of what 41 to 50 is like, um, 41, you already know what it is. 42 to, I believe, 46 is its own sort of mini block with like more, uh, more of like a focus on like the individual episodes within there, but it, it makes its own sort of connected block. Okay. Um, 47 through 49 is, is its own block and 50 is its own thing. So it is its yeah, own that'll thing. be, a, okay. that, that'll be obviously a celebration of, you know, the fact that we, uh, that, we that we've done 50 episodes and it's a special occasion kind of story. So yeah. So, yes. Um, yeah. So, and that, that is over the coming month. That'll bring us to September. Yeah, so uh, which is I'm, holy I'm shit, excited. That feels so long away because we're recording this in early March. Yes, we are. Uh, we are. Um, I will say this will also be the last episode that is recorded fairly in advance. Um, yeah, starting with Night's End. Actually, so this will probably come up before our Night's End Q and A on Twitter. So if you never get a chance to really like participate in the in the Twitter or Discord Q and As that we do, um, you can follow us on Twitter. We'll, we always post those uh, the the day, many many hours before we record. It is still day of, but it's hours before we record. And, and if we uh, end up doing like a weekend recording, we'll do it like the day before because 
Sometimes we usually record, record like earlier in the day. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. You can, uh, as always, you can find our link trees down in the description below. Our social medias are there and other things that we're involved with online. Um, so you go check those out. Um, as far as the rest of the channel goes, um, I think what I'm assuming Breaking Brian episode three is out at this point. Uh, episode three would definitely be out at this at this point. Um, I believe so. Um, that'll be out. Um, you're also getting to... very close to the end of season one in your Star Trek reactions. Yes, very, very um, close. So be sure to I check think, those I out. think by the time this is out, you will have just released, um, I think, Space Seed. Because I've been going, Space... I've been, I've been going with you and I've been trying to plan that week's review in advance to okay oh yeah um, yeah because you're going away because um, i'm going on vacation yeah which is why we've been recording so many episodes in advance so yeah um yes yeah, so, uh, space if space is out, i mean fuck go watch that because you're in for a treat with that one yeah. um but yeah uh, a lot of cool things happening on the channel right now uh, you can check all those out and uh yeah what do you have going on anything you like, uh, you'd like to plug i have been still writing still writing reviews um follow me there um i haven't uh, depending, d- depending on what happens um, with the Wheel of Time TV show, I might be continuing my uh, Wheel of Time in-depth analysis essays that I had been doing. Uh, starting the Shadow Rising is is my plan at some point during March, uh, during this month. So yeah, go check that out, um, so- as well as books and things. Um, also on Twitter, I, at the end of each month, I have been sort of giving my four like top reads of the month. Uh, so in a couple of days, you'll see that for the month of March. Fantastic. Uh, Sounds good. So yeah. Um, so yeah, all this stuff and more will be linked down in the, in the description below. Uh, as always, you can buy the book that we just covered uh, on Amazon. I'll leave a link down in the description below, uh, as well as our next book, which will be Night's End. So you can go check those out. And I guess that about does it, doesn't it? Um, that that all does right, it. Cool. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, until next time, this has been Joey Morgan. And Jacob Licklider. Bye. Bye.